Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, welcome to the holiday episode of Chief Concerns, the very first true debate-style show with former Chiefs players debating the current team. We're here with our host, uh, former tight end Jason Dunn and cornerback Eric Warfield. Guys, what, what are you guys doing for the holidays? Staying here at the house, uh, Utah cheer. You know, more quarantine. Under quarantine, yeah. So I, I don't know. <laughs> right now, man, in Kentucky, man, it's, it's snowing. I'm looking outside the window right now. It's snowing. So, you know, we got a, uh, a white Christmas. So that's a good thing. But yeah, we ain't going out the door. See that? And monsters out there. So we ain't pulling with the with the COVID. We ain't COVIDing out of here. No sir. No sir. <laughs> I'll be at my brother's house, man. We we usually do uh, here in Dallas. We we just hang out at either my brother's house or my sister's house. And my mom comes down, so we have a nice little family gathering. Um, it's just one of those times of the year, just like Thanksgiving, to where you enjoy everything you see on the table, but yet you find a hard way of losing it after that. So I, I put on that that not even quarantine. I gotta I gotta avoid the quarantine fifteen plus the the holiday uh, table fifteen. So that's a whole lot of food is gonna be going on. And we got uh, with football on uh, no, no Thursday night football. We got the Christmas Day uh, football between the Vikings and Saints. So I'm sure that, I mean, that, that that's gonna be fun to watch. Just like you know how it is watching fo- football on Thanksgiving. You got some Christmas football this year. That's true. I, I like how they have the sports lined up uh, for entertainment throughout the day. So it gives you something to do. Uh, even it, it's hard to find. I know at my my households we usually have some sort of games going on all day. Uh, spades. Uh, some sort of card game, five crowns, uh, phase 10 or something to where like the family's involved. But to also have those sports going on all day, uh, that's good to, uh, to keep everybody entertained. So, Yeah. And get some sound in the background too. You know, I know our house, we have the games on, then we'll have like Christmas music on the background too. So it's just like nonstop sound. So you, there's no, there's no, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Do either of you guys remember playing on Christmas? I mean, is that a thing? You know, as fans, we watch the games. We're like, oh, man, it's great Christmas football. But, you know, you guys you guys have families and lives, too. So, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's one of those things that it was kind of hard to play on Christmas weekend. Do you guys ever remember of that? I mean, I don't vividly remember. I, I think I recall a time or two to where we had games. And it depends on where you, where, where you sit as a team. Like, if you're going uh, – if your chances of making the playoffs – and you have a game that week of um, Christmas Day. Um, yeah, I mean, you're pumped for it. You, you, you're looking forward to the game, but also uh, the festivities that come with the holiday. Um, but if it's just a game that's at the end of the season and your season's over with, man, you just looking to get it over with. As sad as that sounds, um, uh, yeah, a lot, I know in, in a lot of situations, uh, a lot of those guys already have the U-Haul packed up and – ready to move on back to where they came from uh, after the game's over with. Yeah, you know, I, I just never, I always always tell people this, that, you know, holidays never really pertain to us because we'd always be at practice or, you know, the game, we'd get like half a day off, but we'd be there, we'd be at the facility. And so it was almost like, okay, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, get half a day, you know, go over here and do this. Uh, but I always remember like, you know, Christmas and New Year's, it was always like that weird time because it was just like we just everybody else was doing their thing and we were doing our thing. So part of it is our entertainment for everybody else was like our job and our duty. Yeah. Uh, so 
I mean, really, if you think about it, you know, we talk about this just in a team setting. That's 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 half your family right there. I mean, you're seeing these these guys all the time, uh, anyway, every single day. So that's part of like, hey, you know, Merry Christmas, and you know, you do the little things, you know, little skits uh, in the meetings. You remember we used to do like do little skits and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was that that came in with the little speedo? Uh, Jared Allen. <laughs> you remember Jared Allen came in with with his always little... always a character. <laughs> so, you know, little things that you try to keep, you know, at least guys engaged, you know, kind of in the season of, 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 you know, the Yuletide and stuff like that with Christmas. But, uh, you know, a lot of it was just, you know, that was part of home for us at the facility. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things like, yeah, you know, like, you know, certain people, like certain people in my family, like when I worked in news, I had to work uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, it's just one of those things like, you're, you're working your shift. It's like, shoot, man, like I, I, I want to be at home with my family, but you know, just the, the way, the, whatever profession you go into certain things and you guys happen to be entertainment for a lot of people on those special holidays. So, you know, thinking about that, like, I'm sure these guys want to see their families and stuff during like, you know, but of course, like Eric said, when you're, if you're not in the playoff hunt, that's when you're like, you're, you're waiting for that game to be over. But if you are in the playoff hunt, you're probably not even thinking about like, you know, going right. home and the festivities and stuff. Hey, well, I look, the kids want Christmas presents, right? Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, you want that new bike that you've been asking daddy for? Asking for? Hey, Papa be back, all right? Just know what you're doing out there. So, yeah. <laughs> now, was that one thing that uh, was kind of built in everyone's contracts, or was that something you had to add in, like the playoff bonuses? Because I know some players, they get extra, they, they get more money if they just make the playoffs. Is that something that, like, that your agents have to build into your contracts, or is that something that's automatically in contracts? Are you automatically at a game check uh, if you make the playoffs? That's that's everybody. And that oh, game, right. I think that that playoff check is the same for everybody. Now, your your checks during the season is going to be completely different than everybody else's on the weekly basis, depending on what your contract is. So, uh, it's nice to have that little. I'm not. I don't want to call it little, but that playoff check. But it it doesn't amount to what you get during the season, though. Uh, okay. So you could you could tell who was making the big money. <laughs> <laughs> so put on bad little check, you know. Is, is this what everybody else is getting? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> uh, you know he's looking at it like a little stocking stuff. That's what it yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, I, I was trying to get to the playoffs to get my basement done. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on, man, let's go. Yeah, but that's, what you, that's how you look at it, though. It's, it's added bonus money. It is. I get the playoffs. I don't yeah. have to spend this money on my account. Hey, playoffs pay for, pay, pay for that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so. No, nah, that, nah, that's good. But, guys, you know what? And, and kind of going back to the question, you, you could have incentives, you know, of course, just making the playoffs, like, you know, performance-based, whatever, into the contract. But, uh but yeah, but usually, yeah, like he said, everybody gets the same check, you know, in, in little checks. <laughs> <laughs> little checks. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I hate I said it that way, man, but <laughs> considering what you get paid throughout the season, it's right. gonna be, it's gonna, it'll be way smaller. Right, 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 right. Now, now the deeper you go, the, the checks go up, you know, so that's, that's sure. the good thing yeah. about it. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, so they make an, they make an added incentive to, to go to the next round. Oh, okay. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. Well, like, okay. I think it's just the same way with the, like the Pro Bowl. You get a check to go play in the Pro Bowl game. Yep, sure do. Is, is that still a thing that they still do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's true. They got to get the I know that I have the, 
they're not having a Pro Bowl game this year, but yeah, they I don't know how they're gonna do that because the winners get paid more than the, the losing a team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> So I mean, it, look, you you had you had Hawaii on one end, right, and then you had to pay those guys. Other than that, them guys were coming out there, man, for them, them, them checks like that. It was too much. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, with the, with the reserves, like so, like let's say, like for example, uh, Trent Green gets the, like to the Pro Bowl, but he doesn't want to go to the, the game for whatever reason. The reserves, so like let's say Billy Bolick goes in for him at the, in the Pro Bowl. Would would he get paid the same as a Trent Green would, or no? We, we no, I think if, that check is the same, isn't it? Yeah, we, you mean if he if you said if he opts out, my plan. Uh, Let's say Trent Green had to get surgery after the season was over and he, he couldn't go to the Pro Bowl. Does he still get paid? And just oh the, no, no, shoot, you don't get paid unless you play. That's the, reserve, the reserve guy takes over and gets his check. Yeah, he sure do. That's right. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Trent. Yeah, look, you on the operating table. You ain't getting paid for that. <laughs> you can do no work. Because <laughs> if, if he got paid, then I need to call see what my check is then. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so let's move into the, uh, you know, kind of talk about what happened last weekend. Uh, we're talking about the playoffs. Now we're getting to the, the, the part of the season where we're talking about seeding. Um, but let's talk about what happened on Sunday. Uh, the Chiefs won another nail-biter, making it six games in a row of winning a game by six points or less, which is causing me to go gray a little earlier. I'm getting a little gray on the sides. Um, and, uh, and just, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of the analysts and experts are – I guess taking that as a kind of a negative thing and saying, oh, you see, you can't trust these Chiefs. Uh, they're, they're not closing out these games. They're not putting teams away. And this is something we've kind of talked about on the show. But uh, what was your kind of takeaway from this game on Sunday and just kind of the overall takeaway from narrowly winning these games? Jason, you, I'm, yeah. you know, go ahead, Jason. So, you know, the way I'm looking at it, I, I, I don't really look at them as, as nail biters. I, I'm, I'm really believing that they actually – have a team beat handily. And so part of the problem is what I was talking about before is the four minute offense, right? It's, it's eating up the clock. And so that's, that's the issue for them because now you're asking the guy to either run the, run the ball, which are, we got a, a decent running game, but we still need that guy to, you know, to, to, to actually get into like a big, big boy ball running behind your pass, just getting chunks, getting first downs, eat up the clock and moving forward. And so a couple of series, they stalled out, and they didn't do it. They was trying to, and they gave a great effort at it. But I see when they came back to the other series, they had to go back to what they knew. And it's so crazy to me because they are just so good at passing the football that just getting the ball out to, on the perimeter is their running game. And so that's how they outleverage the defense is, you know, let's just throw a quick little screen or let's, you know, shovel pass or something that we do with motion. And that it's so creative just how they, they get those things going. But I, I think, to me, I don't really see it as, as a nail-biter as much because I know we're joking when, when, when Mahomes come in, it ain't, hey, look, it, it, it ain't no joke. It, you know, I, I, don't, I don't fear that at all. We, we, we have one of the best teams in, in, of all times just going in and just scoring on a team. And, and too many offense, that's, a, that's the guy you want. So I don't really worry about that as much. Uh, I don't think it's a nail body to me, at least in my opinion, it's not. So, but I think the four minute offense is, is a problem for us. Yeah. Eric? I, I agree with Jason. Like, I agree with everything he just said. And it's even at times to where um, I feel like our offense uh, feel like 
they're unstoppable. And it's almost like we go out there at, well, I don't say we, but Patrick goes out there at times. I hate the whole reference of, of, of Golden State, but they just, it, it, it fits so well for what I see. And it's like when, when Curry shoots a three, we automatically look at, okay, he's going to make this. And if he doesn't, he's going to make 10 more after that. And so it's almost the same way, like when Patrick throws the ball, we're like, you know, clutching. Oh, he's going to make this throw. It's going to be a phenomenal catch. Um, and if it's incomplete or if it's a punt, we look forward to the next because we know that, that they can't be stopped. And it's at the point where, like, that, that I don't want to call it arrogance or cockiness, but that confidence is just so abundant to the point to where he had the ball going left in the game and he kind of fumbled it. And I saw what he – I think he was trying to make another left-handed pass. And I think that's when he fumbled the ball. And, and I think the commentator was like, well, he fumbles it right there. And I'm, I'm looking, and I see the receiver as he's running. He's trying to make another left-handed pass, and it just so happens that it didn't work. And so that just shows you where he's at mentally because he's just so much more confident than everybody else is out on the field to where his playmaking ability and his, his weapons out there, they're going to cash in when they need to cash in. And so that's kind of how I feel like our game is, is, is when we play – yeah, every every drive is not going to be successful. Every red zone attempt is not going to be, you know, come out with six points. Um, but when we need them to get points on the board, they can get it. And they, I think that they feel like that if they are stopped, give us five seconds, we're going to score. Give us a minute, we're going to put up three touchdowns. Uh, and it's hard to knock that when they've just continued to do so every week. Even at this point of the season, you can't expose your playbook to everything that you are. You know, we got to have some of this stuff hidden in, in this little uh, compartment back here for those teams that are to come that are in the playoffs and for whoever we have to play in the Super Bowl. Granted, we get there. I don't want to jump the gun. Um, so you don't want to expose your, your, your playbook to everything that you are. But so far, I think the league and everybody else knows who we are as an offense. Even though we're unstoppable, uh, everybody knows who we are. And like J.D. said, uh, our running game now has become a part of short passes. You know, we do have Clyde Hurt. Heck, we got a guy that was could have been named the MVP in the Super Bowl last year that's still backing up Le'Veon. So we still have a, a good running back core <coughs> with Le'Veon and Darrell Williams. And heck, if it came down to it, I would even, <laughs> I'd be confident if they threw uh, Sherman in, the fullback at, at running back, because that's not a big part of our offense. We're a passing team. That's no way around it. That's, that's what we do. We pass the ball. You know, we got third and short. We're going to find a way to uh, skimmy out the pocket and, and get a four yard completion. Um, Cause that's what we, that's who we are. So, uh, Am I worried about the games being close? Not at all. I just know that if it comes down to us having the ball uh, in the last few seconds, that nine times out of 10, we're going to come out on top. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things for we, as fans, we have this expectation, you know, like this whole Golden State aspect where we know we can score at any time. And then we're not, we're seeing these games like, oh, we're only winning by five, we're only winning by four. It's like, yeah, we, we're confident in it, but it's also like, I know we can score a, a, a crap ton on this team, but we're not doing that. So I guess that's where, like, you know, we have to find ways to, to, to you know, the, I guess 
I guess for, for so many years, we've been jaded as, as Chief fans to be like, we have to, there's, a, there's a problem with this team. There's a problem somewhere. We're, we're not just happy with these, these five-point wins or six-point wins. You know, it's more of these. We I mean, we're all great. screaming at the TV, Marcus, when the game is going on. Like, oh, what the heck are we doing now? Like, why we couldn't get this four or five yards? Why couldn't we get this completion? Right. Like, come on, Patrick, why are you trying to make this pass? And uh, why are we doing – when it comes down to it at the end of the day, we still got the win. That's the thing I'm most happiest with. Yeah. You know, um, do you want to be won that way? No. Do you want to score on every drive? Yes, because it looks better uh, and it makes the fans feel better. Uh, but that's not – nobody's – I don't think there's a there, – there, there has been a perfect game played in the NFL. So, yeah, you, there's times you're going to have to punt. There's times you're going to have to – well, I guess we did play the no-punt game, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not, not every game is going to be perfect, man. So, you can't expect that. Right. And, and one thing also that you guys kind of alluded to that the lack of run game, you know, are, you know, the, the four yard pass we have, that is our run game in a lot of ways. And did you guys ever see that the NFL would become like more of a big 12 kind of, kind of offensive kind of game? Did you guys ever think this would be a kind of a, a way to play in the NFL? I, I tell you what, not, not, not really. Uh, and, and the reason is, uh, you know, when you look at prototypical guys uh, as evaluating them, you always want a, a good running back. You know, you got to have a, a decent uh, offensive line. But as far as the thing that, that they do, and, and I say this, because a lot of these guys that, that are out here right now played in college that, with that style, that's kind of what they're used to. Whereas, you know, we were used to more physical style, right? Like uh, Coach Mill said last week, you know, it was a physical game. It was a, couple, you know, a combat Two tight ends. At two tight ends, and we're going to run down your throat. That's, that's just what it is. And so, you know, guys knew, now get all your cleats in the ground, like, because here we come. That's why Oakland used to always have those big guys up front, right? The Cowboys used to have a huge offensive line. But now you're starting to see guys a lot thinner because they pass blocking, uh, you know, tackles more so than run blocking tackles. They have tight ends. I look at tight ends block all the time. It is absolutely horrible. Uh, the blocks that the tight ends are doing out there right now. I mean, it's, it's atrocious. It, it really is. But no, I, I never would have thought it would it would get to where it is. And I actually, I like teams that kind of get back to where the running game. I think they're actually like a stronger team uh, where you can do both, where it's just not one sided. So I will say that, that that's that's my one concern is because you have to have an effective running game. And the only the only bad thing with some of these passes to the outside is, you know, if they're incomplete, you stop the clock. So that's a bad thing about it. That's the only thing I, I, I can say is the negative part of it. Uh, no, to, to say it, it would be where it's at right now, I, I, I'd be lying. Um, but just like with any other sport, uh, I can't walk. I always compare things to basketball. Like, heck, we never thought we'd see the game evolve to, you know, seven-foot guys shooting three-pointers. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but that's the game. That's how the game has evolved to. Um you know, and with football, as JD said, even when I played in, in uh, college, ten out of ten schools that we played knew we were running the option, couldn't stop it. Ten out of ten. You even we could even tell you the play that we we're going to run it, and they couldn't stop it. You know, so when you line up in a two tight end set, basically teams should know you're going to run the ball. You know, it's a power offense. Ace, ace is what we call it. Um, but you make things more complicated when you spread offenses out and you, and you do all this motion. It, it, it kind of it makes it easier for the quarterback and the offense uh, 
to see what kind of a defense that you're in when you spread them out, you know, whether it's man or zone, um, how tight the, the coverage is and, uh, or if it's blitz or whatever. So in that, in that aspect, it makes it uh, more recognizable, but also with the spread offense, you're putting up more points, you know, and then you have the, uh, the, the league is kind of on your side, meaning that you get more, more calls your way offensively, more pass interference calls when you, when you, when you open up the passing game. So uh, there's a lot more that kind of plays into it. Uh, is it what we wanted it to be? Heck, you can't even have big hits. So a lot of this game has changed from what it used to be. You know, targeting is, is now is almost an ejection. Uh, big hits are, 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 are personal fouls. So uh, a, a lot of it has changed. And, and, you know, we just have to accept it for where it's at. Do you want to see your guys third and short, third and two, third and one, throw up a pass? We get frustrated, like, won't we just the quarterback sneak or just power run through the middle for that for, for short yards? And yet we're trying to throw it outside. But it's what the is what the game has become. So Yeah. And I, I think uh, Andy Reid is kind of scared about doing a QB sneak ever again with Mahomes based on what happened in that Broncos game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, the, the second we do run the QB sneak, the defenses are going to be surprised by that. Cause I don't think, I think everyone just thinks we was ruled out QB sneaks altogether after that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've never seen someone that knock on wood. That's kind of one of those fluke accidents. How do you run a quarterback sneak and, 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 and you know, blow a kneecap. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But JD, you talked about um, the O-line aspect of things. That was my other concern. During the game on Sunday, you, you and I kind of talked about, uh, I think after that one collision Mahomes had, we got sandwiched. Um, yeah. Just look at the numbers. He was sacked four times and he was hit 11 times uh, during that yeah. game. After watching that, how much of a priority, if we are going to play this, you know, kind of this air raid kind of offense, this, you know, this hybrid air raid, we have to take a pri- uh, kind of prioritize our line as far as, you know, in free agency or in the draft. But after watching that game and going against a good defense like New Orleans, how serious does the, the front office kind of have to uh, take looking at the, uh, the uh, you know, shoring up the offensive line going into next year in free agency and then draft? I mean, I, it has to definitely be one of your priorities, you know, for the simple fact, because of who you got back there, who you protected. And I, I, I've never seen somebody or, or, or anybody that has a, a whole lot of money is going to get like a, a, a small safe to protect their money or nothing to really protect their money. You know, you want a, a high security system protect that and when you see what happened and it was man he got sandwiched and I was just like oh my goodness he can't keep taking hits like that and I would I would have just ripped the, the offensive line a new one when I seen that happen like look he cannot take a hit I don't get man hold the guy if you need to but this guy right here cannot get hit if he get beat hold it you know because we didn't like because we do a good job passing the ball so we'll make up for that but daggone it, don't let this, this joker just beat you and let him tear off from the quarterback. We, we can't do that. The guy's too valuable for us. So it's got to be already to get somebody in there. And, and I would think, you know, more so free agency because guy's already, you know, he's he, he's he's ready. He's already been in the fire, you know, so he, he's ready to go. You can't get a young guy going in there because that's, that's really going to get beat. You know, I, I ain't got time for excuses and sorries. I ain't got time for a guy to start coming in and be worried. like, ah, yeah, coach, I'll get it next time. <laughs> To heck with next time. We, we talk now, about the this. only thing bad about the free agency, JD, is like you know the the offensive tackles. Uh, I think they are the second highest paid players in the league. So 
they don't come cheap, and we can't afford that. <laughs> well, hey, but, but hey, get get a guy that at least you know the second tier. So even if you had to take a guy and move him inside, right, to the guard, but you you have like that whole off uh, at, at, at whole off season. Shit, he, it, look, if I'm telling you, if I got this this gold bar back here, okay. I ain't got time to just put up like a little fence to protect this gold bar. I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I'm not arguing it. I'm not arguing with right. what you're saying. Yeah. Hey, hey. How you gonna get them? But look at it. What's what's gonna get you more money, right? So if I go cheap in, in free agency, trying to get a guy in here, just trying to put something together, patchwork, as opposed to get a, a, a big guy here. This guy back here, if we keep him, we're gonna keep winning Super Bowls. That's the way I look at it. So it's like, look, it's gonna be a good investment. I don't want to invest that much into it, right? I hate investing that much into it, but it's necessary to get to where we need to get to. So that's where I look at it. If you don't, if this sucker right here gets hurt, well, shit, everybody's going to be upset. Hell, your kids going to be mad, and yeah, you can't do it. Uh-uh. Nah. Now, de definitely a situation you got to approach. I'm not arguing that. Mm -hmm. I just don't think we got the funds in the bank account to uh, unless we write some checks under the table. So I don't think we got the funds to, to, to bring in a, a free agent guy. That's 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 solid to take that spot. What was Fisher? Fisher seven, eight? How long has he been there? He was drafted in twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. So yeah, seven or eight yeah, years. The years. You know, He's so. at a point to right now as a first round pick. Like he 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 should be more solid than what he is. Yeah, yeah. our offensive line is not playing well. Um, yes, it needs to be addressed, um, but also we got to get some help with our DNs. I know we got we, we uh Taco was playing well before he got hurt. Um it seems like uh Frank is getting uh oversized. Uh he's not being able to use his quickness the way he was years before. I don't know if he's lost weight, lost some strength, but he's it's like he's um some of the bigger guys are just swallowing him up coming around the edge. And Chris Jones to me is basically the only thing we got that's uh, pressuring uh, pressuring defenses. Um, so right now, teams are able to keep up with us point for point. We got we have some issues um, that do need to be addressed. Right now, I think offensive line might be number one just because you have to protect the you know the the Brinks truck. Um, on top of that, um, we got like good. That's that's, that's good. That's exactly um, what it is. <laughs> exactly what it is back there. <laughs> but yeah, we got we got some things we got we have to address. But at this point right now, we have to ride this wave out. You know, we gotta we gotta find ways within the uh offensive coordinator and defense coordinators to, to put plays together so where we can for one, give Patrick enough time to get rid of the ball. Two, uh defensively we got to find ways to slow down and stop offenses. And right now we haven't really done that on offense, on, on defense and uh, on offenses is showing because Patrick is starting to get hit more and more. I, I tell you what, if, if evil, if you had to compare, you think there's more, I think there's more guys walking the street. And I ask you this, that can rush the passer and probably get pressure on a, on a guy as opposed to protecting that guy, right? I mean, those guys protect the quarterback, man, it, it, it's hard to find. It, it, they, they really are. They're rare. And so I think you can get a defensive tackle who's hungry. I think you can get a guy who, who pass rushes pretty good off the, off the head. 
even if that's just all he does, right? If you just look, if I just have you coming in and getting pressure, I don't care if, you, if you're 240, you know, if, you, if you're 270. But if you can do that, then we, we need to get you in here. But I just think that if you can get guys like that in free agency on the defensive side that you wouldn't have to pay a whole lot of money to. But that guy that's protecting that quarterback, that Brinks truck, shoot, those guys are hard to find, man. They really are. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, to Eric's point, I mean, that's why I asked about drafting whether the first or second round pick and the high picks to get an offensive lineman. Just because, I mean, we don't have we don't have that much money. A lot a lot went to Frank, uh, Chris Jones, um, and and, and Patrick, uh, the half a billion dollar man. Um, but yeah, it's just that's just the one thing that kind of stood out. But granted, though, uh, we had um, the Canadian uh, what's his name uh, Tardif, the doctor who didn't who didn't play this year. Um, so he'll be back next year. And then Schwartz hasn't been around for a while. So hopefully when those guys come back and then maybe we, we do draft this first or second round lineman and throw them in the mix. Um, yeah. But it's funny what, what, talking about uh, Fisher, uh, Eric, um, you were saying how like he really hasn't, he, he hasn't lived up to what a number one lineman should be. Right. But in, in that draft class, I remember it, it wasn't the sexiest of draft classes. Obviously we drafted a, a tackle at number one, but um, it was him Luke Jokel and then Lane Johnson were the three uh, the three tackles that we, we were we were looking at, and a lot of people said we should draft a Jokel. Jokel's out of the out of the NFL within five years, and then Lane Johnson. I mean, he's been hurt every other year. So I mean, of those three, I think we did pick to pick the right one, but I mean, I don't think he has lived up to what a number one tackle should be. Um, but that, that that just goes to lose to my point, like how hard it is to find those guys. I mean, you just named two guys out of the league and ones that's hurt all the time. It's mm-hmm. tough. It's tough to get those guys. Yeah. Uh, but and it's yeah, tough to get anything. Like hell, we work. We we draft off of what we think potentially these players are going to turn out to be. You know, there's no way I thought Patrick's going to turn out to be to be what he is. You know, I didn't think Kelsey would turn out to be the player that he is. Um, you know, Tariq didn't have the, the college career that a lot of these guys have had, and yet look what he's turned out to be. So it, it's just one of those put in the right system. Uh, guys can turn out to be way better than what they were, whether it was high school or college. And uh, given what we have right now, I'm glad we have what we have. But these guys have, have outperformed. Uh, I, I guarantee they've outperformed the expectation of what the front offices thought they would get. And, and I'll say this, and it goes into that the system part of it. It's almost like New England, right? New England was successful because of the system, right? Yeah. You could say Brady or whatever, man, it was a system in itself that these guys, Welker, you know, Elderman, all these guys was able to eat, you know, got, you know, a good name on them because of the system in itself. And so you, that's why you can have any guy come in and just plug into the system and still do well. Uh, and, and so with that, this is what I believe, you know, if you're going to bring a guy in free agency, if you win another Super Bowl, that's the incentive. It's like, look, you know what? We may not have all this money for you, but you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And so the money is there for you down the road. So at least when you come in, you got a chance to win the championship, okay? Maybe make the Pro Bowl, but of course your money is going to go up from there. And we can defer your payments if we need to at the end. So that, that's, that was always those ways you can do it. That's what New England did. They didn't, they didn't pay nobody. I watched how they, they, Ty Long said he was the number one corner and still wasn't getting paid. So Bill was just so tough on, on contract negotiation with guys. 
But the incentive was to come in and win a Super Bowl, buy into the system, and then you know, there you go. You got that on your resume. Oh, I agree. And, and as much as we sit up here and we we uh, dissect what's going on with the, the the team, you know, if they go on and win a Super Bowl, so like, you know, basically what we've talked about is just giving our, you know, uh, we've been critiquing players for no reason. And yeah, they still they still went out and got the job done. You know. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, yes, the. The team within itself knows the weaknesses that they have, but shit, they still want a Super Bowl. So, I mean, how weak are those weaknesses, those weak points? Right. But you always try to go out and get better, right? Oh, I you know. Try, you try to win the next one. So, it's just like, okay. Yeah, sure. That's what LeBron him after they won the championship. They, he said they started shipping jokers out the door, didn't they? <laughs> 100%. Now, see, it's, it's easy for us to sit here. And and critique certain things and evaluate and give give our opinions on things because we see a lot more of what the sport is. We understand it a lot more. I, I'll say me and JD JD do uh, as far as Marcus um, just haven't been thrown in the fire. Um, but the worst part for me is having the harsh critic give their opinions on on social media. And it's like, man, if you only knew, like, you don't know what the defense was called. You don't know what offensive play was called yet. You sit there and you criticize, like, and say some some harsh things about these people. And it's almost they get personal with them. So, and I understand what the sport is. Like, it's, you know, it's some people's livelihood, you know, and it's, it's something to be taken serious. And, I, and I've never looked at it that way as being a player. Um how important the sport was to some people's existence, you know, and that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, as well as things that I've, I've always heard, um, I forgot, I forgot what player it was, but it was talking about what, what, what it was like if I went to your job and was at your cubicle all day, it was like saying stuff about you're not, you're doing, not, not, you're not doing your job right. You, yeah. probably hate, you probably hate that. And I mean, it's true. I mean, I, that, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about just that with the problems within the team, we're not, you know, we're not personally saying anyone's, you know, we're not, we're not calling out someone. Like, I'm sure, exactly. as, yeah, as you yeah, yeah. as you've seen on Twitter, people you know say some of the, the worst things that people do. They don't even know, or a game they don't even, they don't really know. Really, they just they watch. Yeah, it. but that's what I was getting at. Like we don't we don't get into all that. We're just basically giving an opinion on what we've seen and what we've been through. Yeah. yeah. Know, so. Look, look, look. Reality is, man, this is a performance based business, and so the pressure is always going out there and perform every single game. And so we, we critique it because I know blocking. That's my forte. So when I see a guy come off, you know, trying to block a seven or nine technique, and I know it's not up to par as it should be, I'm going to critique it, you know, because I, like you said, I've been in the fire. I know what that is. I can see the lack in the, in the steps or even like the care. You can see the care in a guy. You know, you, you can tell a guy when he's covering somebody, you know, you can tell him his body language, how he feels. You know that thought process. But your, your opinion, Jason, is more constructive criticism, though, instead right, right, of you no, ripping yeah. somebody a new, a new one. And so that's yeah. basically what you've given. Though. You've given like construction, uh, constructive criticism, like, hey, man, you didn't do this. You got beat. It is, you know, in a certain way, you know, I'm trying to help you understand because I've been there. Instead of like what you get on the social media, you get personal attacks. Right. So right. that's the stuff that I kind of hate. But I, I enjoy what we've done here, what we've created. And uh, I'm happy with, with the little CC that we got going. Sure. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I heard is it says you never take criticism from somebody you won't take advice from. So I ain't taking advice from somebody on the street about football or blocking. 
Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to take criticism from him either. You know what I mean? So that's just, you got to live by that. <laughs> Water down the duck's back, brother. It's, it's got to be that way. So it's one of those it's one of those things too it's like you know we take you know like on our last segment we see the chief concerns uh from the kingdom and we, we talk about tweets and stuff you know what we're doing is it's we're educating people as to what they're concerned about what their actual concern is it's not they they can't stand eric fisher it's no he's not he's not you know jd you can go more into you know his blocking and the, the way the way, he, the way he's going about it you know um and we're providing the, an education that a lot of people don't know you know they just see you know he's given up a lot of qb pressures but they don't really know why that is right so it's more yeah. educating the fans um which is something that we provide that you know a lot of shows maybe maybe don't we see Stephen a go off on these guys you know he, he's never he, he never played in the nfl but you know he's calling out these guys and you know um and who knows how much of the game he's even watching right yeah. <laughs> um but so the next thing, uh, the next topic is uh, about uh, Ceh, um, that horrible injury that that he took on on Sunday. Luckily, that it's not, it's, it sounds awful the injury, but it's not like a he's not gone for the year. He's, he he could still play in the playoffs. Um, but you know, we talked about the Le'Veon. That was our first episode with Le- when we signed Le'Veon, um, and now he's gonna be the guy. So what do you expect to see from Le'Veon now, Eric? I think he's far enough in the se- within in the season within the team to know the playbook well enough to be given any calls in any given situation. Um, I think he's experienced enough to take over the starting job and do well with it. Um, as far as uh, pass blocking, uh, he he's big enough. He, he can handle the pressure. He understands uh, defenses um, as they blitz, uh, who to pick up on. Um, and he's a good running back. You know, he's had some some spurts in games where he's shown that he still got it. Um, but again, we don't ask a lot of our, our running backs. We don't want to. We, we just have we have to keep defensive defenses honest. So we can't just have a defense uh, in pass mode uh, the entire game. So we have to show that, yeah, we have a running game. We're going to run the ball. So don't just sit there. And every every rep is a passing attempt so and with him back there like I said I, we still have Darrell Williams too um to where if called upon he, they've been putting him in a little bit more the last couple of games he hasn't been getting a lot of reps but he's been getting in so uh he's one he's, he's, he's well tuned with the playbook uh knows the players really well so if, if his number's called he can step in and do just as good uh, so the running backs right now I don't have a concern with uh if we don't have any Major injuries to one, our number one is Mahomes, uh, two being Kelsey and, and Tariq Hill. I think we'll survive and, and, and get through the rest of this season. JD? Yeah, so it, this is, if you say the time <laughs> has been better, this is probably the time that could have been better for us, for him to get hurt and come back in the playoffs, but also to Le'Veon Bell. Like he, he's, he's ready. And I seen it this this past past Sunday. I mean, they ran the option with him. Patrick Mahomes they ran the option for a touchdown, and so it, he he bodes well for what we do offensively because it's just a wide open offense, right? And so he he fits right in that mode of you know give the ball off to him, hesitate, run, get him out, uh, you know, in the passing route. He does a great job of that. So I think he fits real well into what, what you know what what they do. Uh, but like you said, man, if you need a pass. 
you know, protecting a running back, you bring Williams in, right? Because he does a great job. He's, he's a much better uh, pass protector than, than Le'Veon. But Le'Veon's going to be the one to eat. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm just like, okay, now we get to see what you get, you know, what you get to do now, right? Now you get that little rust off of you, you know, going out every other play or every other series. No, you the guy. That's why we brought you in. All right, let's go, baby. It's your time to get back. So I'm looking forward to it. I am. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and talk, and talk about the, the stuff we see on Twitter. I in the first couple of games we saw, I saw so many people say, "Oh, he's he's washed up. He's he's old. He's slow. He's like he's like Shady McCoy." I'll tell you, there, there's something about his moves. It's so smooth the way he moves. He may not be the fastest guy. He's not a burner by any means, but there's something so smooth about him. He's always falling forward. It's something, that, it's something that I've always noticed about Le'Veon, even now on, on our team. He just he's always falling forward. He's always making people miss. He's just he's slippery, and I yeah, I can't wait to see him get the uh, tote to rock uh, more than he has been. So I, I'm really excited about him, especially against Atlanta's defense. So that'll definitely be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost hard because you couldn't you couldn't take a guy like uh, Ceh out, right? Because he was doing so well for us. Yeah. So you, you don't want to take you don't, you don't want to take this guy out, you know, and alienate him because he, you know he was he was effective. Yeah. So I, I get that part of it. So now if you don't have an issue as far as getting him in there, let him get healthy. You know, thank God. You know, like you said, it's not that serious. But now Williams can come in. I think it's going to be a, a, a nice little jail for for them uh, offensively. I, we should have given Clyde like a a, a nickname throughout the season because I, I get tongue-tied trying to say his name. I know it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but I get tongue-tied trying to, try to <laughs> add his name into some of the comments or, 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 or dialogue that I have. So we should have just given him a nickname or something. <laughs> um, wait, here in the game on Sunday, I, I, Tony Romo didn't even know how to pronounce his name. Oh, he did? <laughs> no. He was like, is it, is it a lair or hilarious? He goes, I, I, I think I want an, an eclair, is what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so now going to th- this week, we got the Atlanta Falcons. They're not world beaters by any means. Um, they, for the most part, been kind of a disappointment this year. The last couple of years they have been. Uh, but essentially, there's a bunch of playoff scenarios, but the, the most, uh, I guess the easiest one is just win and we clinch the number one seed. So uh, there's other ones we lose, but I think for us, just, just win. And, and that's pretty much it. Um, how, I, I guess, how big of a game is this and how important is the buy? We've kind of alluded to it over the last couple of weeks, but how important is the, this clinching the one seat? I mean, you obviously want it because it helps mentally and physically to rest your body. You know, you don't have to worry about, um, you know, what you have that coming weekend. You can sit in, you can sit at home and enjoy your family time. Uh, you want to shop online, shop, do that. Just, you know, you get to sit back and watch and rest uh, while the others sit out there and, and pummel each other. Uh, and knowing that you have a, a easier route to get into uh, the Super Bowl. So, and, and you, right it, with the number one seed, that means you're the better team. So um, it helps to, to, to get this win. And as bad as Atlanta's been playing, they're not a bad team. You know, Ridley's been eating it up. You know, you always have to worry about Julio Jones and, and um, Matt Ryan with those two two guys as as uh, as his weapons uh, has has continued to putting up good numbers. So, um, but for some reason for them, they just seem to fall apart in the end. Um, but they're gonna fight. They're, they're gonna fight and up up until the fourth quarter. Like they just find a way to fall apart. But they're a good team. So. 
Don't go in there thinking it's going to be a cakewalk. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the thing is, you know, every every week it's going to be a hard a hard task. It doesn't matter. It's the NFL. So, like you said, man, they still got that monster, Julio. Matt Ryan is an is a effective quarterback, still good. They got some young receivers, Gage, and, and uh, who's the other guy they got? Oh, they got uh, the tight end I, I like a lot, Hurst. Yep. Uh, so, they, I mean, they got some guys on offense – uh, defensively, uh, kind of middle of the pack, but uh, this this is this is going to be a good good uh, test for us. This is what we're talking about, like you know, getting Le'Veon a little bit more and seeing how he's going to do against this team. You know, running the football and maybe the same thing. You know, get some of the get some of the tackles, I and mean, that's what we're talking about—the running game, right? Because when you're passing the ball, and it's kind of going back to what we were saying before, where this now it's just kind of backyard football, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. Well, shoot, now it's time to get the, the, the running backs or the, the uh, offensive line uh, cleats in the ground. Because you're not really practicing this in, in practice. You're not. Do it in the game. You know what? Go ahead and commit to the running game, this game. You can do it. This is, this is the time to do it. Do it now before it gets too late. You know, you don't want to get to the playoffs to do it figure out, well, we need to run a game. No, you need to run a game now. We, we still got some time to do it. Start working on it right now. This is a great game to do, you know, the running the running game, establish it. So I'm with that every week, seriously. Yeah. Um, and I think um, looking at the numbers, Atlanta's defense, as far as rushing defense, is they're better against the run than they are against the pass. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be a nice little test for our, our, our run game to see what we can do against them. Um Okay, so uh, favorite part of the show is the uh, predictions. What, what do you guys got? Uh, Chiefs are a 10-point favorite at home. Heck, every time I pick a score, I mean, we get close. We score close to what I pick yep. every time. Oh, just... oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about I'm that. talking about offensively. Oh, offensively, okay. I, I, my number that I, the number that I picked offensively every week has been like a, maybe two points off. Yeah. Maybe two points off. Now, I've always picked the opposing team wrong, but a win is a win. So I'm going to yeah. go with, I think, again, 30 plus. So I'm going to give us 35. Matter of fact, I'm going to give us 40 because <laughs> I just think we're going to put up so many points in the first half. I think we put up at least 28 the first half. And so I, I give us 40 to 28. Mm. Okay. So, so I'm going to go opposite on this. So this is where I'm, I'm looking for it to be the running game, trying to establish that, right? We always get at it with the pass because it's what we do. Uh, but I think it's going to be a more uh, low-scoring game. It's going to be 28-21 because you're going to have to use, you know, Le'Veon, Williams. You try to get these guys ready for the playoffs. You try to get them ready for these next few games. So let's lean on these guys for a little bit and let's make this our staple. This week, let's run the football. So 28-21 is, I mean, it's, it's, it's still, still a great game. But also, too, you're not putting Mahomes at, at any risk. You know what I mean? So, shoot, he got sandwiched last week. Look, don't have him throwing 40, 50 balls this week. You don't need to. You don't need to. Nah, he won't. I don't think he'll throw that many. But I think that Kelsey wants to lead the league in, in receiving yardage. So I think that's going to uh, play into it. He's going he's gonna to want his numbers. Tariq's going to get his numbers. So you got those two that have I, – I know it's some sort of a plateau that they're trying to reach every game. And uh, 
Kelsey right now is leading the league, I think, in, in receiving yardage. I, th- is he, I, th- is he? I think Hopkins has him narrowly right now. Oh, he does? It's very Kelsey. close right now. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and for him to be right there, that, you know, that, that'd be the first in NFL history uh, as a tight end to lead um, all receivers in, 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 in yardage. So, I think that'll play into it the first half. We'll see how that goes. And if they're not keyed in on him, uh, like trying to stop him, make sure he doesn't get any catches, yeah, we might have to tone it down and stick with the running game and pound it out. Um, but then it, that also opens up the rest of the guys for one-on-one. So, I don't know. I just think our passing game is just – it is what it is. And I, I can't see us getting away from it because we're trying to establish something else. And, like, even going into the playoffs, you know, that's that's who we are, you know, and – Nobody's been able to stop it, so why get away from it? Well, well I think it's, it's got to be a mix, and that's what I've seen like that second half when they, they start moving the ball, uh, you know, kind of, you know, moving the chains the second, you know, second half when they stalled out is they mixed it up. So it was like a run here, a pass there, run here, pass there. Sometimes that's what you have to do. So don't become, you know, don't become predictable. Like just, you know, man lined up, you got two st- – Ten straps on, you know what I'm saying? Four on guard and stuff like that. But you mix it up a little bit. So you you know, open it up, bring him in motion, then give the ball to him. And you know, run some RPOs. So just, you know, at least, you know, because you start seeing teams, I mean, they they, they sitting back 20 yards and safeties are every bit of. They just trying to make keep everything in front of them. Well, guess what? Let's, you know, spread guys out, run the football. Spread guys out, run the football. You know, bring guys in. Then expand. So you just you, you mix it up. You just got to mix it up, B. You know. Now we like how you think, but I guarantee you that the offensive coordinator is not gonna like that. If they see a safety playing twenty yards back, Kelsey's gonna start eating up eating that, that little area. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. Now, but hey, hey, and and like you said, all right. So I'll go to this. I don't know if you remember, cause uh, I don't know. Tony needed, I don't know how many catches, maybe to get a hundred catches or ninety, something like that. So we play in San Diego, and it seemed like every play or every other play, we was throwing the football to him. I'm like, Dad, God, I didn't see it. I think God didn't get the catch. Because <laughs> we were throwing, I mean, we were throwing like little dinky, you know, like a flat route or like something over the middle. I'm like, oh, okay, this, this is how it's going to go today, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't sign up for this right now. I, I didn't sign up for this today, you know? So he comes to the sideline. I'm like, oh, so what'd you do? You go talk to the Al Saunders, you know, yeah. before the game started, <laughs> saying you need about 15 catches. Because we're doing all this little, uh, we, we, it's like what we do. We don't do this. We go down the field, buddy. This is what we do. We run Priest <laughs> back here or, 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 or uh, Larry. But these little dink and dumps to you, we ain't never did this before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, of course, he looking at me, that little laugh. <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, now I get it. Uh, so, we'll, now we'll see. But I, I think you got to mix it up, though. Just you, don't be, don't so What's your prediction on the score, though? So, my, my prediction was 28-21. So, the thing is. I didn't hear that. So, so get ahead, right? Same thing. Get ahead. Let, let Kelsey eat. You know, Tyreek, let them eat a little bit. But then all of a sudden, you know, run the football. Then hit them over top. Right? That's, you know, so that's what they do. They do a good job of that. So, Okay, 28-21. 28-21, man. 28-21. You know, I don't know. E, but I, I think I've been close as far as like like the uh the prediction and scores. 
for both sides. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm doing no. it. Hey, hey, my bookie man gives me a call, man. I'm, hey, we, we own it. <laughs> so, over the last six games, we, we, we are one and five against the spread uh, overall. Um, so yeah, that, that plays into the whole winning game, six points or less. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, uh, JD, you, you've been, you've been kind of spot on as far as like the, uh, going within, within the spreads. Um, I, I think overall Eric's been spot on with, with our score. Uh, but as far as like the, uh, I think the spread, I, yeah, I mean, my, my, I've well, always gotten over the spread. I just, I give us too much, too much, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you'd be I know like, my predictions. Yeah, he like 56 to 14. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I do. I, no, it's, it's good. It's good because I'm joking. They score now. That's absolutely. They score. But looking at the numbers here, so Hopkins has a six yard lead over Kelsey right now. Um, wow. but it's, it's really between Hopkins, Kelsey, and Diggs. Um, Diggs has uh, 1,314 yards. Kelsey's got 1,318. And Hopkins has 1,324. It seems like it's a three race between them two. And then oh, wow. Tyreek's at five, uh, number five overall right now with 1,211 yards. Uh, and then DK Metcalf's at 1,223-4. But Tyreek's leading the league in, uh, rece- in, to- in uh, receiving touchdowns right now as well. Yeah, um, the 15 or something, right? Yeah, 15, and then Devontae Adams has 14. Um, so, yeah, they both are playing to, uh, I guess, establish themselves as the leader in either in the yards category or the touchdown category. I was going to play it. I know we don't need these. We don't necessarily need the rest of these games. I know this. This well, we do need this Atlanta game to to, to clinch it. Um, so what? Two after that? Uh, just I just wanted to say I just said okay. Well, all right, so I'm wrong. I'm wrong. So yeah, um, I think this is big because the numbers that they will receive will determine how much they play in the last game. So technically, you don't. A lot of the starters don't play in the last game because you know they have to risk you know injuries and rest and even though you're getting a bye week uh, you still don't want to risk that you know by putting them out there in that uh that last game when they don't when they're re- really not needed and you get the backups the, the reps so um so I think they're going to try to pour on the numbers uh, as far as Patrick Kelsey and Tariq trying to re- trying to get there how risky is that uh, as far as Let's say, you know, let's say we do clinch uh, this Sunday, then we rest next week, then we get the bye week. Three weeks off, I mean, I guess you, they'd be playing with two, two weeks off. I mean, is that is that kind of risky as far as getting out of that, like, like a zone of like? Oh, they're going to practice. Just because you got bye weeks, you're going to get some reps in. Right. You know, even the week of the game, you know, uh, they're still going to get their reps. Uh, they, they're just not going to play in the game. Or they may go in for a few snaps, kind of like a preseason game, go in for a few snaps and, and you know, sit the rest out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, that game that game speed something else, though. It's different from practice. Are you sure? You know that. So, uh, that'd be almost, what, three weeks into playing? You're saying if you fully do that, almost two and a half, almost three weeks? So, if, if you're doing a half, and, and I, I'm, I'm on the mindset of this. You, it's almost like you're playing scared. If you're thinking about getting hurt, you will get hurt. And so Okay, but that's not as always been though, JD. Yeah. But like every other team has done it that way. Now hold on. Has I haven't really seen Belichick do it that way. I never really seen him take them guys out. That joker didn't knew uh-uh, he had never taken guys out. Them guys, they knew when they came in, you are playing. In the you last know? game? Yeah. Coming to building at, 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 I could 
could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was a that was a, the knock on it. Because you know he just didn't care. He didn't care if you Tom Brady. Tom Brady's gonna play. He walk in this building, he getting paid. He gonna be out there on the, on, on on the field. So mm. it's Belichick though. Belichick was like that because he knew you had that week off. So that week off was when you rest. You rest when you're supposed to rest. But other than that, hey, shoot, come out here, stay sharp and crisp. You know. So we seen Lamar Jackson all in when they did that and how they came back and how man it was it was horrible. It was it was terrible. They were just they was it was that was off key, the timing was off and you know frustrated. Well, shit, yeah, man. but they're not us though. I get it, but i you know, I'm just saying in the <laughs> NFL, man, you know, yeah, you you know, you take off, you know, you you know, you ain't touched the toe yet to, to stretch in three weeks. Come on now. It's gonna be tough. At game time speed, man, something totally But that's different. not how it is, though, JD. You know that. You know, three oh. weeks off isn't three weeks off. Three weeks off, you're gonna go. You're gonna practice. Right. No. No. I get that. I get that. But we also know playoffs is it's one and done. That's it. Oh, so, I get that. And, and the speed up is gonna be even faster. You know, it's gonna be even harder hits. So guys are gonna be more amped up. And so and that week of the game, that week of the actual game, you already know you're gonna go all out in preparation. I I, I, I get it. I know it. But shoot, you, look, we do look. We know we don't. We don't have the times off. I know when you have time off, you take time <laughs> off. You know, say you didn't even time your shoes up. <laughs> like man, you get sped up. You like for what? Oh man, spadding up for this. <laughs> you ain't wearing your mouthpiece or nothing. You like, come on, man. Oh, you mess around. You mess around and walk out to practice against Stacey Adams, huh? <laughs> Got your bathrobe all in. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man, my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. So, you anticipate some of the guys to be dressed out. Let's say we win on Sunday, knock on wood. So, you, you expect some of the guys to be dressed up on uh, the following week? You better and, dress everybody out. I don't care if I they think play. Dress, I, yeah, I think everybody dresses out. Now, playing yeah. time. Right, right. Uh, is the thing that won't be 100%. I don't think they'll play the entire game. Yeah. You tell them, hey, look, man, you got, you got three series. Three series, that's it. Three series, you out of here, okay? So just make them a good three series, all right? Don't go out there and just, you know, cakewalk it. You know, you know, <laughs> like you know you're going to come up and sit down. You know, you yeah, go out, you go out there and cakewalk. You, you, either you're going to get hurt or somebody else is going to get hurt. Right, right. Yeah, especially we're playing uh, San Diego with, with their, their pass rush that they have. So yeah. that, that, that's something that plays into it. Mm-hmm. All right, so last chief concern is I, I I try to dig in the archives to find some stuff from some footage of you guys at playing against the Falcons. What is one memory you guys have against playing the Falcons over your careers? Um, like what's I know I had an interception. I had an interception in that in the, when we played them, but it was kind of irrelevant. Uh, my thing was playing against the Falcons when I was there was with Michael Vick. I was such a fan of Michael Vick and his talent, just the way he was able to use his speed against – you know, DBs that were, you know, we're supposedly fast too. And he just run off with some of those guys. And I actually had uh, dinner with Mike out here in Dallas two years ago. Um, and he didn't, it took him a second to remember. And he was like, oh, you were that dude that picked me off and y'all had like eight touchdowns against us. I said, yeah, that's, that's what it's like. But the thing for me, it wasn't what I did. It was what our running backs and our offense did to get those eight touchdowns in one game. So I was just more excited that, you know, we had that kind of firepower 
to where, you know, Priest and Blaylock were, heck, Priest got hurt. I think he still almost had 150 yards rushing. Oh, yeah. And Blaylock came in and almost rushed for 100. So just to see what those guys were able to do offensively is the thing that kind of sticks to my mind. With 21 seconds to go in the half, Eric Warfield intercepted the peerless price drop, setting up Holmes's fourth touchdown run. So, so, so two games. So one was in Philly, and I caught one over the middle, and I ran the safety, and I took about 70 yards. And this sucker, I'll tell you what, when you talk about a last-second dive, I mean, I'm pulling off from it. Now, look, he, I ran a legit 4-5. I was a 4-5 yeah. guy, 4-4-7. Four, four, I was right there. Man, I'm out <laughs> running the safety, pulling off from it. And I know he's sitting there just thinking it is mine. Man, if I let this tight end just outrun, he dives. And I, when I tell you just clips, just the, the, the two fingers, through the back of my foot, <laughs> I fell. And, and, and I had it, man. I, was, I had my head in the back. Man. I, was in the, I was in the wind. I was in the wind, baby. And it was 70 yards. And he, he dove and, and clipped me and stopped me around about the five-yard line. I ended up falling. on the ankles, man. Yeah, sure did. Shoestring tackle. Here's Pete back. Blitz coming. He goes deep. He's got by Jason Dunn, his big tight end. And here comes the rookie from Eastern Kentucky, caught from behind and tripped at the 19-yard line. Patrick Bates, number 24, saved the touchdown. Well, John Groove, the offensive coordinator this week, said Jason Dunn has an incredible upside. He said he can't do the subtle things real well just yet. But number 87 has got great speed, and you can't match him up with a linebacker. And if you do, we're going to find that matchup, and you're going to have plays like this. 63 yards later, Patrick Bates saves the touchdown with the right hand. Now they've revised it to 58 yards now instead of 63. Uh, then, of course, you're talking about when we, we uh, played him out there uh, in Kansas City coming in with the number one defense and they, you know, talking about how great they were, man, we beat the brakes out them jokers, man. We was, we, man, we was, <laughs> we was opening up the holes, the Red Sea. I mean, Priest ain't never seen holes like, man, that's yeah. <laughs> And we, uh, and it was just, it was one of those things that we, we was challenged to, to say, this is the best defense coming in. Michael Vick, what he can do. And we came in and, and like you said, we had, I think, shoot, maybe three or four touchdowns first half. Like we was killing them. We killed them like 45 to 8, man. We, and we called the dogs off. That was the thing. It was 56 to 10. It's all the score, wasn't it? Is it was? Yeah. Actually, and I think we called the dogs off. But it was just so it was just so easy, man. We just we, we just made it the point. We was just so going technically to... in the NFL, uh calling the dogs off is running the ball. because uh, when you're throwing the ball and when you're up that much, it's basically like disrespect. Yeah, but when, yeah, you, still, yeah. But when right. you can run the ball and you just like you said, you're trying to be respectful. Right, but play right. hard, play well, and yeah. you still just smash them in the foot. Yeah, it's just right. There ain't nothing they can do. I know we're yeah. supposed to win this score. Sit down now. Look, we, we still want to try to score, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> at least you know we're running the football, and they still yeah, exactly. Out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that was that was good. That was a good week. That was a good game. You know. So I know they didn't like that <laughs> that much on their side. <laughs> dirty bird. That dirty bird was real dirty that day. <laughs> 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 you, had, you had a nice spin move off your right interception too, Eric. I thought you were going to take it to the house. So I, I was re-watching the highlights the other day. You had, you had a nice pick and you, you spun right, right, right after you got that. 
Man, I had I, I wish I could get all my highlights of my interceptions or, or big plays because I, I I don't as as much as I've watched the, the guys that are, are Pro Bowl guys that that were especially on the teams that were my conference or as far as Charles Woodson and uh, Champ Bailey um, to Delta O'Neill I think was one of those that made it Quentin Jammer like I enjoy watching those guys play and I, I always wanted to know like what they did extra that I didn't do. Um, and heck, even the numbers, as far as we played each other, the numbers weren't, weren't better than mine. I mean, Champ uh, ended up uh, a, a couple of years to where he was putting up big numbers interception-wise. And yes, he's a standout corner. Like, um, but for Charles, me, the first few years of Charles' career, when I was up against, like, I know we don't play against each other, but comparison-wise, like I was having way better numbers, and just because he was a you know such a hype guy as far as the first defensive guy to win the Heisman, first first top two pick, I think he was. Yeah, yep, yep. He got most of the the votes as far as going into the the Pro Bowl. So, I, but I, I I became good friends with him after my career. Uh, trained with him down in Houston, so uh, we joke a lot about a lot of things that went on in, in our careers. But uh, uh, I I just never got to see myself. Uh, compared to those guys on certain levels and when they played. And it, I, I enjoy it sometimes, and it sucks to have to watch some of the games that we struggled in as a team um, and even as myself individually. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's a joy to watch at times. I just I wish I can – I need to get all that stuff put on, on, on some sort of a – I don't know, a disc. a disc. I actually – I when we did our interview over the summer, um, like in the run-up to our interview, I was – I went to as many games as I could. I, I, I dug through the archives – I think I ended up getting like 15 of your interceptions in your career. I try to go from like from your first to um, to the end, but I think I ended up getting 15 or 16 of your interceptions. Oh, and you need to send me those then. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in a highlight reel together and then I'll, I'll post them on YouTube and stuff. Okay, sweet. I, th- I think we can, we can go through our guys, man, through the uh, uh, Hall of Fame. They got a deal through the NFL. <laughs> we can all, all our game field. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you mention that? What's the uh, name of the stuff that uh, – is it Sable? Yes. Steve Sable. Yeah. Yep. So when they used to do – you could eat, you supposedly are able to email them and send them uh, a request of your highlights. Yep. I sent them that last year. I haven't gotten one single thing back. And I've even gotten a response from them. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to say, because you, you don't want to share it with everybody. Wouldn't you don't want to share it? Yep, I did in the group. Right. Yep. And you didn't get nothing. You didn't hear nothing. Got nothing. Damn. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, they lied to us. They lied. They just lied. <laughs> they, they always do that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, Jason, they, they have the full game. Oh, my gosh. I, I have it saved on here somewhere, but they have the full game of your uh, your 58-yard catch against the Falcons. Um, okay, 58. I thought it was 70. So 70 sounds better, but 58 is good. <laughs> well, you know, when you get older, you kind of you kind of make things look way better than what it was. And it's 85 yards, man. That was a little <laughs> you know, return on that. Uh, Ronnie P. Ronnie P. was the quarterback in that one, right? Ronnie P. Petey. Yeah. yeah Lord, you played with Pete. Yeah, I played with Pete. I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and, and uh, you know, and the crazy part was Holly Robinson. Holly, you know. 21 Jump Street. Ooh, no, I nice. Yeah. I used to come in, eyes big, when I used to see her. <laughs> but she's so sweet, sweet. But, you know, people are just people. You know, but, you know, when you're coming out of college, you see her. I'm like, man, that's Holly Robinson right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, I, I, yeah. 
Is that his wife? That's his yes. wife, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, I, I, I used to get Petey daps all the time. <laughs> you a bad boy. <laughs> I see you. I see you, Petey. <laughs> well, that, that was the luxurious life of going to USC. I mean, he, he was around all the Hollywood uh, Hollywood girls. You ain't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're going to go to the final segments, the Chief Kingdom Concern segment. Um, now this one, it kind of talks about a, a, one of the concerns we had earlier, but we didn't get into this aspect of it. Uh, it comes from at NFL, Doug Farrar. Uh, he tweeted, I have a super funky feeling about the chiefs Falcons matchup. It could be a stunner. Eric, what is your response to that? I mean, as I said the early, like they got two receivers that are, are deadly out there. One of those is, is pretty much going to require a double team. Most of the game. And that's Julio Jones. Um, but he's, he hasn't been 100% healthy all, all year. Um, but to make up for that, really, he's just been eating it up. You know, he's, he's been taking uh, all that uh, Julio hasn't been uh, hasn't been getting. So um, do they have enough to go out and beat us overall? I don't think so. Um, but it's not. It's one of those games we can't go in half-assing, thinking that it's just going to be a cakewalk just because they have a, a bad record. Their record really doesn't show uh, how good of a team that they they have been. You know, they uh, easily could have uh, been above 500 with the first first four games of the season that they just kind of gave away. Uh, so they're definitely a team that we can't uh, go in expecting a win just because they have a, a bad record. All right. And our next Chief Kingdom concern comes from at Ryan Landreth. He tweeted, the Chiefs should play their stars the entirety of both the next games. They've won 22 of 23 games. Don't mess with the juju. Jason, what's your thoughts on that tweet? Uh, You know, I, 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 I kind of agree a little bit. Maybe the last game, uh, even if it's like maybe the half or the third quarter, you, you might want to taper down a little bit. But I, I think they have to definitely play this, this full game. Uh, this, one, this, this one coming up and the one against uh, San Diego. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Charges, right? Uh, just because you, you got to keep guys fresh, and you, you can't be scared to get guys hurt. But I do believe it, there's some validity in what he's saying. But maybe that last game, third quarter, if you're beating them, you know, handily, okay, <coughs> stop pulling guys out then. So, uh, yeah. But I think yeah, you, you don't mess with it. Don't mess with the juju. But also too, don't put guys in harm's way. Because yeah. you, you just have a guy who, who's just upset that guys are making it and do something stupid, you know? So what they got to lose? You know, that's kind of a situation where as a head coach, you got to play it by ear. You know, you you talk to your your your, your top players, you know, you know, we're going into this game. We don't really need you, but we need you for the weeks coming. So we got to play this by how we play you because we don't want to put you out there. If you get hurt, then I'm going to take the blame for it. You know, as a, as a being the coach for throwing you out there on just some fluke play. You know, if, if one of our top players goes out there and he's hurt and he can't play in, a, in, a, in the first playoff game, you know, then we have to risk playing without him. Uh, Andy Reid's going to have to take that. So he's got to play that by ear, talk to the players, see how they feel about, you know, if, if they want to play the whole game, they play the whole game. If they don't want to play the whole game, they want to sit out for, for, for some of it. You know, that's just as a, as a head coach, I think you play by ear. I, I know in second year you definitely have to do a half, but at least, at least that, yeah. at least a half. Uh, and last before we end the show, um, 
the NBA season just uh, kicked, uh, jumped, uh, tipped off a couple days ago. Um, do we have any predictions for uh, finals this year, Eric? Ooh, man, I I could have sworn Milwaukee was going to make it last year, and they didn't make it at all. So uh, right now, I like the Nets, but that's this you know you only one game in, so I like the Nets and my other team. I'm not a Lakers fan because of LeBron. I'm a Lakers fan because of Kobe. Um, I'd like to see my guy, Teron Lue and the Clippers get there. Uh, so it's gonna come down to one of those two teams. And, and that first game of the season with the Lakers and the, and the Clippers doesn't really represent a whole lot because it happened last year and, it, and you know the Clippers ended up not making it. So, um, out of the East, I'm just gonna stick with with the with Brooklyn. Um, West, it's kind of hard. Like I, I want to say the, the, the Clippers, but uh, the Lakers with LeBron and, and Anthony Davis is just a that's a force. So we'll see how it plays out. But I, I got to go with one, two of those with those two teams to to see who makes it out of that. But right now, I'm gonna take Brooklyn on the East. JD, man, come on now. I, I don't see anybody but LA coming out of that. Really. Uh, you know, LeBron and them and, and his his squad, look, they just got a little rest, a little break. So they'll get the jail, get those guys going. Uh, but to me, they're, they're, they're definitely leading in the West. Now, East, because of all the talk, it's going gonna, it's gonna to determine where the beer's going to go. You know, they're talking about the beer's supposed to be going to Philly. You go to Philly now, oh, they're going to be a problem. I'll yeah. see them, you know, because he, he go to Philly, man. That 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 would be that'd be a nice fit for, you know, James Harden and them. Uh, but if not, I think uh, Boston. I think Boston might come out of that, man, to be honest with you. I just, you know, the, the Nets, I don't know, man. I just, uh, you know, I got a bad taste just with uh, you know, Kyrie and KB, two crybabies together, and I don't know, man. I just, <laughs> they just, you know what I mean? They, they just kind of rub me the wrong way. I don't know why. Marcus, they just summer battle, you know, and, and of course, you know, they're all getting on Kyrie about the sage and all that, him running down. All right, first off, it's though it's Joker's a, a, a flat earther, right? He had a switch position <laughs> on there. <laughs> you know, KD, you know, he, he's he's been crying for the past three years, you know, because he's not getting his due as the number one uh, basketball player in the world. So I don't like Brooklyn. I, I, I like I like the game, but I, I think I think Boston's going to come out of the East, though. Seriously. Yeah. I, I'm a Sixers fan, JD. Um, I like Ben Simmons. I hope if we do get hard, and I hope it's a, you know, trade the next 10 years of our first rounders and uh, Tobias Harris to hopefully get hard. And, um, I, I, I want to see this whole, the process through. That, that, that's that, that's where I've been at. Um, we had to suffer for years with, with the process. So I hope we can see MB and Simmons Hopefully they can mesh together this year and hopefully Doc. I think Doc's the guy to do that. Um, I don't know if we're going to make the finals. I, I think the East is wide open, um, but I, I think I think it's going to be – I'm going to go Clippers, Sixers, and that's a little bias on my side. I'm going to go Clippers, Sixers on, on my side. But, but look who the Sixers got. They got, you know, Embiid, you know, Ben Simmons. They got uh, 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 Maxi. They got uh, – what's that? Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Seth Curry. Uh, Seth Curry. Uh, no, the other guy from uh, the played at Washington State, uh, Theus or Thiel, something oh, uh, like that. Um, Bible. So they got some guys, man. They got some guys. So the question is, if James Harden comes up there, what are they gonna give up? But also, too, 
how's it going to work with Embiid. They just don't have a shooter. I mean, he's not a shooter from outside. Yeah. That's his only problem. But they do have, uh, what's his name is up there too, right? No, he's not. Danny Green. Danny Green Danny is Green. the other two, uh, two, two shooters in the starting five. That's right. So they got D Green. So. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we'll we shall see. All right, guys. This is a great holiday episode. Nice little way to close out the week before we get into Christmas and um, everything everything else that we're going on. Um, so we'll discuss the aftermath of the Falcons game and discuss the upcoming Chargers game, which could very well be a game where we see how or how good our depth is if we rest our starters. Um, if anyone in Chiefs Kingdom has any concerns for these guys, please tweet at us at, at @concernschief and please subscribe and follow Chief Concerns on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I hope both you guys have a happy and healthy holidays, guys. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.